So what's the impact of the European Union's General Data Protection Regulations, or GDPR, on U.S.-based healthcare entities and vendors? I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee, Executive Editor of Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Attorney Stephen Wu of Silicon Valley Law Group. So now, Stephen, how does GDPR apply to U.S.-based healthcare entities and business associates? For instance, do the GDPR regulations apply to U.S.-based healthcare providers that treat patients who are EU residents or citizens? Potentially, yes, Marianne. What U.S. healthcare providers should be thinking about is whether they are covered by the General Data Protection Regulation. The General Data Protection Regulation is a regulation of the European Union, which means that it is directly applicable to the member states of the European Union and the European economic area. And it doesn't need any member state legislation, unlike a directive, in order for it to become effective and binding on the member states. And the General Data Protection Regulation calls for privacy protections to update EU privacy law and requires security as well as privacy protections over various kinds of personal data. And among those are sensitive personal data. And sensitive personal data would include information about past, present, or future health condition of an individual EU resident. So any entity in the United States that is providing health care that is thinking about having patients that are from Europe, the European economic area, this is a broader group than the European Union itself, but basically what we're talking about is the major countries in Europe. They should be thinking about whether they are covered by the GDPR. And to determine whether they are covered, they should ask the question about whether they are located within member states So are they doing some kind of operations there? Are they collecting information from patients in the EU? And then also, are they marketing any services to European residents? So, for example, let's say the Mayo Clinic in the United States is putting out advertising in, let's say, France and has this French language advertisement saying, come to the United States for this fantastic health care and we'll take your, your euros. Um, If they're doing that, then they've opened themselves up to GDPR compliance requirements. If it's a strictly within the United States healthcare provider where it's not attempting to market to Europeans, it's not putting up a website that's in foreign languages that is saying, we'll take your euros. If it's not located within the European Union, then that entity is not covered by GDPR. So the first step would be to figure out, would my entity be covered by GDPR? And then if they are covered by GDPR, then they have to make efforts to comply with it. And that includes making sure that they have proper consents in place to get information, to allow them to collect that uh, personal data, and then also to think about the cross-border data flows. So if they are collecting information in Europe and they are transmitting that information to the United States, that would be personal data, especially sensitive personal data, they would need to make sure that they have in place either a set of contractual requirements, and there's something called the standard contractual clauses, which is a model that, that the EU came out. It's, it's basically a contract document. They need to have a contract document in place with the entity collecting the information in Europe and then transmitting it, exporting it to the United States, to the entity in the United States, or they need to have registered self-certified with the Privacy Shield program of the United States Department of Commerce that says that by committing the entity to 
certain privacy requirements under the Privacy Shield program in the United States, they will therefore be able to assure the adequate protection of the information coming over. Or third, they need to have what are called binding corporate rules, which are basically for a, a large multinational entity, you could have a set of rules or, or operating rules of the road to protect personal data and that gets given to the data protection authorities in Europe. So those are the things that an entity would have to think about. So does that mean that an entity has to be actively seeking the business of European Union-based residents or citizens to offer healthcare services to these people in order for a healthcare entity to actually be an entity that falls under one that needs to comply? Or what about, for instance, smaller local doctor clinics in large cities, for instance, that might be you know a tourist attraction sort of city? or maybe a, a city where you have a lot of business people or a lot of students perhaps attending and a healthcare provider winds up taking care of a sick patient that is a resident or a citizen of the EU, would that entity then fall under the rules of GDPR if there was a breach that affected that patient's data? That's a good question, Marianne. The way that GDPR is written is that the, let's say a local clinic in New York City that might treat tourists from time to time, let's say like an emergency clinic, something like that. If you had an entity like that and it was both not operating in Europe and did nothing to advertise itself to European residents, then that clinic would not fall within GDPR. And then the question would be what happens if there were a data breach, something like that, in the United States when a tourist came over and got treated and then there was a, a breach of that tourist information. It's not answered by GDPR. But my sense of it is that perhaps the data protection authorities in the home country of the person, if the data protection authority received a complaint of some kind, could talk to the Department of Health and Human Services in the United States and say, here's what's happened to one of our residents. You should look into this clinic and find out what happened here. And maybe some kind of informal negotiation could take place to try to get a remedy on the part of the European resident. But it's not covered by GDPR. So when it comes to GDPR, comparing that with HIPAA regulations, are there any gaps that U.S.-based healthcare entities need to address in terms of their compliance? If they're complying with HIPAA, maybe there's something that they need to raise the bar on. For instance, if they want to also comply with GDPR because they do fall under that scope? The two laws are somewhat different, and they're each provides its own set of rights and each has its own scope. I find it interesting, for example, that protected health information expressly includes information about the payment for healthcare services. And when you look at GDPR, the definition of personal data includes health information and it's actually sensitive information, sensitive personal data within GDPR. But that definition of health data does not include payment information. So payment information by implication, although perhaps later on some precedents within the European Union or member state laws might change the analysis of this. GDPR does not say that health information as sensitive personal data does not include payment information. So it's just about the health status, past, present, or future treatment of an individual. So there, HIPAA has coverage that GDPR does not in terms of calling it sensitive health information. It would just be personal data, regular personal data. So just to be clear, 
there's a general category of general personal data within GDPR, and then there's a subcategory that's called sensitive personal data that requires extra protection. And health data would be within the sensitive personal data category within GDPR, but apparently the payment data, like I'm using, I've got this kind of payment, or I've got this credit card, or I've got something that I'm using to pay it, or here's the bill, or here are the charges, that kind of financial data is not necessarily sensitive personal data within GDPR. But regardless, uh, you've got some things on HIPAA side that is not on GDPR side. And equally, on GDPR side, you've got things that provide more individual rights than you've got in HIPAA. So, for example, in GDPR, there is a right to have information deleted after it's no longer needed. And in HIPAA, you don't have that individual right the way that you do in GDPR. So there, you have to look at both of them and go through the requirements of each and make sure that you are complying with both. I should also mention that GDPR, when you're talking about health data, health data talks about the past, present, or future medical condition of somebody. If I am a personal health record vendor in the United States and I've got EU customers, I have to comply with GDPR, and I'm cultivating that European market. I have to comply with GDPR, even though I probably don't have to comply with HIPAA if I have no ties to any HIPAA-covered entity. So in a way, GDPR's protection of health information is broader than HIPAA. So Stephen, what about cloud services providers who handle health-related or sensitive data of EU citizens? What extra steps should they be taking to protect this data? Cloud service providers in the United States have the the issues that I talked about earlier, which is there needs to be some kind of protection of personal data coming from Europe to the United States. So, for example, if I have, let's say, a system of replication or load balancing or backup copies coming from Europe to the United States, that needs to be covered by either the standard contractual clauses, which I mentioned was this standard agreement that the EU has put together, or there needs to be privacy shield compliance in place and self-certification by the importing entity in the United States, the cloud service provider. Or third, there need to be binding corporate rules that govern the intra-entity transfer from Europe to the United States. So there, there needs to be in place those three things. And then, of course, there would be this flow down. Even if there were – another thing that's worth mentioning is a data importer, even if the data importer is not per se covered by GDPR because of operations in Europe or because of cultivating a European market, if the entity in the United States is a subcontractor or, or service provider to a European entity and there is a transfer of information from Europe to the United States so that that entity can, in the United States can process that data, then all of the requirements from GDPR are going to be flowed down by contract to the entity in the United States. And Stephen, GDPR becomes enforceable in May. How soon do you think it'll be before we see an enforcement action by EU regulators? And do the regulators have any authority over U.S.-based healthcare providers or vendors that handle health data? I believe that data protection authorities are going to start looking in May for potential targets for enforcement action. My sense of it is, and this is just my belief, is that the European data protection authorities are going to first look at companies with operations in Europe. And then from there, they might consider, first they'll start with the major corporations, and then go from there to others. 
And I think it will take some time before you get to healthcare entities in the United States that may be collecting information from European residents. I think that's in a later stage. But it, perhaps you could say within the next year or two after compliance occurs, you might see some kind of review of those types of companies. This is just my speculation at this point because I don't have any – we don't have exact information about the plans of these data protection authorities. But eventually, smaller companies and companies that don't have European operations will get onto the radar screen of European data protection authorities. And then the question would be, would there be any authority on behalf of a data protection authority to go after a U.S. entity? And there again, there would have to be some kind of violation that would fall to an entity that is covered by GDPR. So if the entity is not covered by GDPR because it's not located within the European Union, it's not cultivating a European market, then no, the data protection authorities would not have authority. And there, the European data protection authorities might approach a U.S. governmental enforcement entity like the Department of Health and Human Services or perhaps the Federal Trade Commission in the case of personal health record vendors and seek to have some kind of collaborative effort to go after the entity through this U.S. regulator. But there may be these entities that are covered by GDPR that have violated GDPR, especially if there was some kind of breach, you might have an enforcement action at that point. Thanks, Stephen. I've been speaking to attorney Stephen Wu. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.